Hello and welcome to the Arise Worship Podcast. I'm your host, Judah, leader of Arise Worship at Arise Church, and with me is my co-host, Dr. Day, pastor of Arise Church. And we're excited that you could join us today. We have another special guest, another member of our worship team, so stick around. Welcome again to the Arise Worship Podcast. I am your host, Judah, and my co-host again, Dr. J. And we are very excited because today we have another member of our worship team. He is a relative of ours, my cousin, my dad's nephew, and he has been with us for, was it a year? Just over a year. Over Uh, a year. A year now. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he's here with us, Nathaniel. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yay. <laughs> Welcome to the the Dr. J Studios. Yep. Uh, here in our house, this uh very nice studio we have going on here. Mm-hmm. So how you been? How's your how's your day been going? What was No, I've been good. I mean I've made a lot of trips out here to your home. It was funny because I woke up this morning and uh you text me if I was ready and I was like, right now? Like that's what that's what I was thinking in my mind. I was like, I need to do some homework first and get some food to eat and come over here. But no, I was excited. Um, I'm finally happy that I'm able to come over here and be on the podcast. Yeah, well, we're uh, very happy to have you here. You're only our second guest. It's it's still a very new thing to us, but it's cool to experience. Yes, you know we we like having the podcast and bringing. At first, we wanted to do just, you know, bring the members from the worship team over and just have them give us a little bit of their history and how they started and all of that. You know, I think it it helps our audience, everyone that's listening to us, get to know us a little more, get to know Judah, you know, as a worship uh, director, worship leader, and mm-hmm. get to know some of our worship members outside of church outside of just singing outside of just you know playing an instrument yeah. or something i think it's a it's a great idea to to do this behind the scenes yeah. yes having a behind the scenes look you know we're pulling the curtain for everyone out there yes mm-hmm. you get to see a little of what our lives are like and our team members so nathaniel you are 21 right? yes 21. 21 turning 22 in july Cool. You're Nathaniel's one of the senior guys of the <laughs> worship team. He's one of the old, yep. old people on the worship team. And that that's a good thing, though. It's it's refreshing and it's really exciting to have a, a super young worship team. And I think most of everybody's under their 19, 20. Yeah. So it's me and Tito, who was here last week, that are the older ones, and Peter as well. Yeah. But that says a lot. Yeah. They're, they're the senior guys. You know, yeah. they're, they're the old men. <laughs> yes. It's from Nathaniel to Tito. It's about a 13, no, 16 year gap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then it would go from Nathaniel to me to the rest of the team members. Yeah. You know, and to pastor a group of young men and women that are passionate about Jesus is, is such an honor, such a, a so refreshing and so wonderful, but it's also, you know, a little bit scary, you know, because, you know, the, the older, the older I get, I, I think I seem to lose touch with what's going on in this world. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, I get so caught up in my, my studies and, and everything that I do, you know, that I, I really rely on, on my kids, your cousins, you know, to be able to kind of keep me up, to, up to date mm-hmm. and fresh on Yes, it's it's a lot of conversations between him and my sisters mostly. Me and Dra just kind of hang out, and yeah. it's the girls who keep my dad in the loop of what's going on. But so you're 21. How long would you say you've been in the worship scene? That I'm 21 now. I originally started playing my first instrument at my grandfather's church back in 2011. Uh, and I was playing trumpet. So I started playing trumpet for a while. I was in middle school. And then from trumpet, I took a good good interest in saxophone and a few other instruments because my buddies would come over to my house. Yeah. And they would show me like, hey, if you show me this on trumpet, I'll show you this on this instrument. So we would make trade-offs like that. And then eventually I just like 
took what they gave me and started doing it on my own. Yeah. And you start connecting, you know, how chords and patterns go and mm-hmm. you put into songs. So 2011 was the start. Right now I'm doing a guitar and uh, vocals for the church. Yes. Uh, so it's been a bit of a transition because I didn't start singing right away. I was shy. I would actually play the trumpet facing towards the wall that was in front of me and the, the church was to the left of me. So I didn't even play towards the people. I played towards the my dad who was on the drums and I would just make eye contact with him to keep away the shyness and the yeah. nervousness. So it's been a, a bit of a journey uh, singing now and leading worship with you at the church and from when it first started and not even playing towards the church where that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So it's been, it's been crazy. It's, it's kind of hard to believe that I'm here now, but you know, through the will of God and everything he's done, it's, it's been okay through there. Yeah. We love having you up there. Everyone from times you've missed, they've missed you. They love hearing the sound of your voice and the way you lead the congregation. And it's cool because I remember when you took an interest in guitar and you asked me for like some advice on how to start. Mm-hmm. I showed you a couple chords. I was about like six, seven years ago. Yeah. No. That, well, that was, that's actually funny because, I mean, I, I wasn't even learning guitar to play at church. I just wanted to play a few songs like that was popular back then. And mm-hmm. so I was like in, I was probably just starting high school when I asked you. Yeah. And, you know, I knew a buddy of mine who played guitar and I was just like, man, like, that just seems so cool just to play that, you know, because I tried it before. I was maybe like nine or eight. I gave it up. And then when I started talking to you about it, you know, you're the first person ever besides Tito. But I mean, you kind of had a better way of explaining it to me because we're similar in in age around there. So you knew like how to show me and how to be patient with me. Mm -hmm. So I remember you showed me three chords and those three chords became like my summer. And then from there, you know, you add a little bit here and there and, you know, it's, it's just, it makes you smile when you look back. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you, I think we had just gone to Six Flags. We came home and like, can I pick up the guitar? I was like, yeah, I'll show you a couple of things. And then as time went on, you eventually took it on yourself to learn the other stuff. And where you're at now, it's a big difference. It's always really different from when you start to where you're at now, but it's cool. Yeah, it seems there's a a common theme with everyone playing the instruments. You know, like another one of our worship team members, Byron. You know, learned from Judah. Also, you know, the he taught him and Jody on the keyboard and and Jariah on the bass. And it's a common theme. But you know, to our audience, those of you who are listening, just give you a little bit of background. It seems that everyone on my family, on my mom's side of the tree, is a musician. And I remember from when I was five, I remember my great-grandpa, maybe three to five years old, my great-grandpa was the one that that got my uncles to play guitar and accordion. And, and then all my cousins you know, play guitar, drums, accordion, bass, something. And they all sing. And and then as my cousins and everyone started having kids, like with us and my siblings and I, we started having kids, all of your cousins, mm. pretty much everyone sings mm-hmm. or has some type of musical gene in them. They play some type mm-hmm. of instrument mm-hmm. from drums to bass to guitar to trumpet, saxophone. You know, everything. So God blessed our our bloodline, I, I you know, I guess in, in that sense is that everyone can play an instrument. And it's great to have the church. And now you guys are coming in and using your gifts for the for the glory of God. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And you mentioned before that you never really started singing. So about when did you start singing and how did it? feel those first few times compared to now? So I, I started singing, honestly, wasn't even, it's been very recent of a time. I want to say the beginning of 2019. Mm-hmm. So that's about two years ago from now. I was at my grandfather's church before here at Arise Church. 
And uh, he, he had been in the ministry for over 40 years, I want to say. It's been a while. And it was time that he was going to close up the church and, you know, just enjoy ministering from a different side, mm-hmm. not in front of the church, but just a little differently, still doing God's work, but just in a different scene, yeah. um, different chapter of his life. And so I just thought, you know, I mean, I know these songs and the church that I was at mostly spoke Spanish. Mm-hmm. So all the English worded music or Hillsong, Elevation, Bethel, all those sort of groups, like their yeah. music was very new to them. That's so what I would do is I would learn a song. I would take it upon myself to learn a song and sing it the following Sunday in the morning. And I would tell them in the best way that I could, like, this is what this song means. What I think God was trying to speak to the song, you know, I would say a little message before, then I would perform it. I would perform uh, singing it and playing it. But really, it wasn't anything serious. I was just kind of doing it Mm -hmm. uh, in a way to help my grandfather leave the church. Yeah. Because it was very hard and tough. When you do that your whole life, it's kind of hard to uh, walk away from that in a sense and gain peace that only God can give you. But you have your family members around you that help you. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was trying to do. And the more I started to do that, the more I was like, oh, wow, this is, you know, when, I, when I'm when i singing or playing guitar and it's, you know, it's God's word, it's, it's a whole experience that's unlike any other. If you, you know... If any, if any of you listening have ever done that, uh, I feel like you can understand sort of the type of emotion and energy that goes into worshiping. Mm-hmm. And when you're done, it's just, wow, like, you know, God's moving to this place or you hear him speak to you. It, whether it's one thing or another, you, you get a lot out of it. Yeah. Uh, so it's very it was very recent. Uh, it wasn't mm-hmm. that long ago. Yeah, and I remember we had gotten in a conversation when you let me know your grandfather was getting ready to close down the church, and you're like, the whole worship thing kind of grabbed hold of you, and like, would it be cool if I like showed up to practices? So there was a time for a couple months where you would just show up at our practices, and we just have jam sessions playing worship music, and there were times you had to sing a song, so I would send you the song if you hadn't known it. We have some videos of everyone going crazy there. It's <laughs> it's pretty funny to look back on, but from uh, then to now, it's pretty cool to see. I think it started way before you guys even realize it. Mm. When I've been in ministry now, this October will be 25 years. Yes. I think 25 years. Okay. I preached my first sermon October of 1996. I was saved June of 1996. So when I started the church, the first church that we had back in 1999, I remember your mom and your dad were were there at the church. You were a baby. I think you were born July mm-hmm. 99. I started the first church June of 99. So about a month before you were born and then your parents started going to the church and then Judah was born, and then when you guys were toddlers, and we had a worship team, your mom was on it, and your your dad was on it, and mm-hmm. you know and we had a lot more people on it as well. And I remember looking at y'all, and y'all were always dancing, like you and Judah, and you know the other cousins, and mm-hmm. and we I always said, you know, this is like the future. At some point, they're they're the ones that are going to be up there. So you guys started just a few years ago, but it goes way way before right. that you know it's just I, I was talking to pastor ruby you know today on the way home and if, on the way home from the gym and she was mentioned some article that she was reading and how gen z i think it's that's you guys mm-hmm. how you guys look at church from a different perspective it's not so much titles or vision or anything but you want relationships and authenticity yeah how do you see rice church from that end you know i'm interested to hear Mm -hmm. from young people on how they see our church you know the the message the environment the atmosphere how how do you see that you know coming from in essence from a different ministry Mm -hmm. and joining 
this one? How do you see it? Well, I guess I'll start off by saying, so I'm 21 years old. I'm in my last year or so in school and college. And, uh, you know, you meet a lot of people, make a lot of friends. I've had a lot of friends over the years and it, you, you, you get to know just how everybody's thinking that's similar in your age uh, group. And I, I could agree. There's a lot of different perspectives on church now. Probably a lot different from how it probably was 15 years ago, even 10 years ago. It's just how the the world is shaping the young people's minds today. Uh, and I would say, yeah, relationships and authenticity is probably the the most important thing to young people today, uh, especially for myself, because now you're you know you'll it's it's known that you'll meet a lot of people today and. You know, you're friends with them one day, have a relationship that's strong, and the next month or next year, it, you know, you, you don't know where they're at. Wow. So it's just a different to kind of think like, wow, like I can have an opportunity to have this relationship that's very personal and intimate and having somebody that's behind your back no matter what, because in the world that we live in today, especially for people who go to school, they could agree that. You know, you're going to have a lot of people that'll pat your back when you're on the top, but when you're at the bottom, uh, you're wondering where they are still trying to, you know, are they still trying to pat your back? You know, so I, I've been or, there myself. Or put dirt on you. Yeah. <laughs> so, for example, I was in the honors college the first two years of school, and I had a really rough semester of my third year last year. And those friends I had in the honors college, they were... They're sending me texts like, hey, man, like, congratulations on this and, and that when it came to grades or assignments. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have so hot of a semester. And I reached out to them saying, hey, you know, how did your semester go? Oh, it went, it went great. It went great. You know, it was kind of short talk. And I was just trying to get at them like, well, do you want to know how I'm doing? You know, and it, it never got to that point. So the thing is, what I got out of it was. You know, you're going to have a lot of relationships that they're going to, you know, there won't be as serious as one that you can have with Jesus or with God. So with the Rise Church, you know, it's a very family-based, community-like uh, church. That's a little different from most churches that I've visited and even been a part of. You know, I visited some churches where it, it, it's it's nice and, you know, the what goes into it. It's very a home feeling, but that sense of authentic faith and, you know, that, that experience that you're looking for to gain that relationship with God could be very tricky. Okay. Uh, it, it's not an easy thing to start. It takes a lot of building and trust. You know, you're, you're putting your life and a little bit more than your life into somebody that you don't even know in a sense, which right. is Jesus. And a lot of people don't know Jesus so it's not the easiest thing to just drop everything that you've known, whether it's a life that you've previously lived for a while or habits that you, that you have. It's not easy to put all that down and to put your trust in him. But, you know, I, I feel that at Arise Church, you know, we've had people come to it and I've brought several friends, uh, my friend Christian, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, we've had talks outside of the church and I ask him, well, how do you feel? Like, how, what's, you know, tell me what you're thinking. And, you know, he'll, we'll be honest with each other and he'll just tell me, oh, well, you know, it's yeah, the one, the first word that comes to mind when he was telling me was, oh, it, it's filled with, you know, you feel everybody, everybody here is genuine. And that word comes up authentic. You know, it's a sense of building each other up mm -hmm. towards a common goal. Yeah. And sometimes you have churches that have separate goals. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the our purpose statement is authentic faith, real transformation. So our audience knows that. That's what we're all about. So in, in other words, we are building and developing authentic faith that produces real transformation. And by real transformation, I mean, like it, it's going to last. It's not, a, you know, it's not on a whim. It's not a, a fad or anything. It's just, we believe in, in complete transformation and real transformation and real transformation takes time. Mm -hmm. But how do you guys, Judah and you, Nathaniel, how, how do you guys see 
the message. You know, I know most of the time it's me preaching, mm -hmm. but I don't mean just my sermons in general, but more of the message. The overall it, message. The overall message of a rice church. For example, you know, the, take into account the the teaching preaching that takes place, the the worship that takes place, you know, everything that goes on. Like, how do you see the message? I see it as a very real and genuine thing. I know you you don't hold back when you're speaking about it because the word is the word. You can't change it to fit what you believe. You have to believe what it says and apply it to your life. Mm -hmm. So that's the way I see it. I see it like whatever I'm learning on that Sunday is is meant for my life. It's meant to be taken and put into practice in my everyday life. And then even here at home in my own private time, the stuff I do there, I put it in a practice, apply it mm -hmm. to my life. And then through the worship, it affects how I worship there at church, how I lead the team, how I lead others in the church in their own personal worship. If I'm not connected with God on an individual level, then I don't believe I can lead others to, to feel that intimacy that his presence flowing through the place. So I I think it's really real and genuine because you do challenge us to become better Christians and followers of Christ as a part of the real transformation part and being authentic in your faith, not just saying you believe in Jesus one day and the next day you're partying. Yeah. And some time ago, I remember talking to your sisters. The girls were here and they were saying, Dad, one of my daughters said, Dad, your preaching is different these days. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean by that? And she says, well, you know, she says, you, you need a little bit more passion. <laughs> I said, well, I used to, you know, do that. I said, I guess I'm coming back. You know, after all the challenges that we face, you know, yeah. e even my faith, you know, takes a hit. And and then my other daughter one time was telling me, she says, Dad, you know, Preaching is, is great, but some of those words. <laughs> so then, you know, I, I appreciate the, the feedback because it helps me to refine my my preaching in order to, to try and read. You know, I, I think one of the things that a lot of people don't understand is that when you go to church, you have a brand new believer or someone who doesn't believe. Mm -hmm. all the way to a very seasoned believer, someone who's been in church for a very long time. And and you have this 45 minutes or so to reach all of them, you know, from the very young or non-believer to the mature believer in 45 minutes to try and give a message. So how do you think a Rice Church does as far as, you know, you come from another uh, another ministry, you visited a few others, my kids haven't. I mean, they've always listened to me. So, mm -hmm. but how do you see the message in general, overall, the worship, the preaching, and just the atmosphere there? Well, you know, I I see everything. Well, whenever we do have our our services and the sermons being, you know, it's taking place, I always take everything there as a work in progress. And I start with myself. You know, none of us are perfect human beings. So, you know, we, we make a lot of mistakes in outside of church, even when we're practicing for worship or, you know, just how we're going to run things out. You know, it's always a work in progress, always room for improvement. That's what I always tell uh, myself when I tell uh, my siblings, my friends, I always say, you're not going to come into church as the perfect Christian, uh, nor there will ever be a perfect Christian. It's it, you just got to do your best, and uh, you know, whenever you do go to church, you got to give it your all, yeah. whether it's your attention, your talents, your your mind, your heart. You got to give it your all in order to allow yourself to make that growth. And sometimes it could be tough for some people, but that's what a church that believes in that authenticity will help. You know, it'll help that group out. How is that that transition for you? Oh, yeah, well, or for me, you know, I, I grew up in church uh, my whole life. I mean, I've, I've been at, you know, pastor's church for many uh, years. And then I was at my grandfather's church for X amount of years as well before mm -hmm. coming over here to Arise. So I've heard and 
uh, seen many different styles, lessons, whatever you have it. You know, it, it's just been a lot to take in over the years. Uh, so I've kind of been able to develop a lot of ideas, thoughts, and questions on a mm-hmm. lot of things. But ultimately, what brings me back all the time is the feeling of having that relationship with Jesus, right? Yeah. So I always come out of church asking, did my relate does my relationship need anything that, you know, we just came out of the sermon? Or can I take what we just learned and apply it towards my current relationship with either uh, God, relationship with my family, my friends, you know, I, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. So I, like I said earlier, I take it as a work in progress. How mm-hmm. can I get better? How can I be better? I'm naturally a like a hothead. Sometimes, you know, if I have a friend of mine, you know, we're debating about sports or whatever it may be. Sometimes we just clash and, you know, I tell myself, okay, like try to level yourself out, you know, think what, you know, that's saying, what would Jesus do? You know, <laughs> sometimes you have to put that down your throat sometimes to really like calm yourself down. But, you know, like, like I was saying, I just kind of take it as how can I get better? Yeah, uh, That's what I've always uh, done, especially in my transition to here now to rise. You know, we, we have a responsibility of worship. Mm-hmm. So throughout the week, you could ask anybody, you know, my, my girlfriend, Brittany, yes. she hears it most of the time. I'll be singing in the shower and the kitchen when I'm playing with the dog. And she'll tell me sometimes, what are you doing? You already know the words. It's like, I know the words, like, it's a memory thing to know the words, but do I understand what's in the song? You know, yeah. sometimes it'll take countless times of singing it until you have what your, what your dad was saying last Sunday, that aha moment, like that's what that is. Or yeah. That's how I could relate it to myself or that's how I could kind of preach it to the church. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a big difference between having a mental knowledge of the word, you know, having a memorization in your mind and having a, a heart knowledge. Yeah. It's a big difference. Yeah. It's exactly what you said. What we try to do on our team there at the church is making sure everyone understands what they're singing, not just singing a song, just to sing a song. But when we step up on that platform, we have a bigger responsibility to make sure that we understand who our audience is. Mm-hmm. First of all, it is God. The, our worship is from here to up there with him. It it, it belongs to him right. and he deserves every last ounce of it. And then secondly, through that, we can then lead the congregation to interact in their own moment of worship, that one-on-one between them and God. For you, how do you... When you step up on the stage every Sunday or you're about to step up to the microphone to lead a song, how how do you carry that responsibility with you? So this is the way how I, every time before I even say the first word to a song or anything, I always just tell myself, okay, God, it's just you and me. This is my message to you. This is my, this is myself opening up to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let yourself come and do your thing. I'm going to allow you to work. That's how I, that's how whenever I sing, that's what I always uh, have in the back of my, my head and, and my heart while singing. So, for example, the song, um, Here in the Presence by Elevation Worship, mm-hmm. you have the first part that says, Here I lay my burdens down. So exact, uh, immediately, you know, what I'm thinking is, you know, I'm speaking to God. Like, this is what I've been holding for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm just going to lay down in front of you. This is what I am. I'm, I'm a wreck. But, you know, the Bible says, you know, you know, God loves sinner, but God doesn't like sin, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing is, I, I see myself as somebody who's not perfect. But whenever I sing the song, it's, I'm t- letting God know, like, this is me. I know you love me. This is, this is kind of like my, my song to you, yeah. in, in a sense. So that's how I always approach everything. But when it comes to guitar, it's a little different because uh, I'm still learning, like, you know, the chord shapes and all that stuff. And uh, you'll have times where the fingers aren't working the way you wanna wor- want them to work. So yes. it's a little different on there, you know. Uh, but when it comes to the vocals and, you know, worshiping through, you know, singing, mm-hmm. that's how I sort of approach it. 
every Sunday or even before when I was at my grandfather's church. That's how I sort of practiced that because you can't just get it right on the spot. You yeah. know, it's, it's kind of hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be, to let yourself feel vulnerable, especially when, you know, you have people in front of you. It's, it's natural for some people to have a sense of wanting to feel covered. Yeah. But, you know, recently, if you look at the live streams on, on the church, Judah purposely moved me to the front. I'm not hiding on the <laughs> side anymore. So there really isn't any hiding anymore. But, you know, it's, it's been fun. But, you know, it, that's exactly how I sort of approach yeah. when it comes to leading through there. Well, you know, the, watching the live stream is wonderful. I, I think, you know, we put it out there because as the pandemic came through, there were some people, you know, in Romans chapter 14, the Bible says somebody's faith allows them to eat any food while somebody else's faith is more restrictive on what they eat. So what I, I the Lord was speaking to me about that is that somebody's faith allows them to go live to church while somebody else's faith is more restrictive and they have to stay home. So we put it, we really have been working hard to get the, the message out on our live streams. But I do have to say this, there is no substitute for experiencing life worship. I mean, especially with you guys. I mean, I, maybe I'm a little biased, but man, we have an awesome, awesome worship team that is young and getting better. And to start the year, I challenged Judah, you know, on what I want accomplished in 2021. Yes, it's a... Uh very big task one of them we spoke about was the album and it's still a work in progress i think we have two songs recorded right now since the start and nathaniel i think you have something in the works or finished because we are trying to get those who want to be involved involved but with the understanding that it's not for our own gain that we're writing these songs to god and for god that it it's all real and authentic which is the overall theme of what this album is built upon. It's uh, the foundation, the groundwork that we want to build these songs off of. You have anything you want to mention about this whole process that we go through as a team is definitely one of our biggest goals of the year. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's, it, it starts, you know, with how everybody sort of approaches it, you know, it's different for a lot of us because we're in different stages of our life. For, you know, for you and me, you know, we're doing school and then we're doing the leading with the worship and we have a bunch of other stuff on the outside as well. You know, I know you help your dad and pastor with stuff with the church a lot Mm -hmm. Uh, and I work on the side, you know, I try to manage my relationships with my family, you know, my, my girlfriend and a bunch of other things in the mix, you know, for Tito, you know, he's the elder, right? So he's dealing with a lot more elderly things that, that co- compared to what we're dealing with. He needs a cane. <laughs> he parks in the handicapped spot, you yeah. know, in the church. Yeah. Uh, and then you have our younger worship team members, Ryan, Byron, uh, and your sisters, you know, this, we're just Ray, in, Ray. Ray. So, you know, they're in different stages of their life. So it, it's, you know, if anything, it's actually more challenging than, you know, some some other groups where they're a little bit at the same age level, yeah. just because we're balancing everybody's chapters and seasons of their lives. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to meet at that one goal mm-hmm. and trying to move together. But I think we're doing a fantastic job at what we're, we're at just, yeah. just because it's not easy. So it, it, you know, it's just juggling a lot of stuff. And of course, you know, we're, we're doing our best and trying to lead the church uh, mm-hmm. into worship and trying to create that experience where it helps build the relationship with the church and God. Your dad mentioned it starts with the church, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody who's there, it starts with them, how far, you know, we're going to get with God. You know, we, you know, your dad could do, our pastor could do anything, everything that he can in his heart and soul, but it starts with the church itself. So it's, it's a big responsibility. And I think the, you bring up some good points is everyone has a different season right now. But one of the things that I have seen from just a pastor's perspective is we were talking, my wife and I were talking on the way here home. We were talking about how you guys, 
there was a season when everybody would, you know, would come to our house and everybody was like sleeping on each other. Yeah. And there was times where you guys stayed awake the whole time because you guys are young and you're having fun and, you know, you're enjoying being teenagers. Yes. But never has there been a time where you guys allowed the lack of sleep, if you will, that maybe you put each other through yeah. on a Saturday night <laughs> to keep you from showing up to church on time. Yeah. And Nathaniel hasn't experienced that, which is a, it's a good thing. You don't want to experience <laughs> it. Yeah. You yeah. Uh, show up with bags under your eyes. I feel um, a little older. Uh, at, I can't stay up past 2 a.m. anymore. That's like my max. Yeah. You can ask my parents. I tell them sometimes, I'm like, I'm only 21, but I feel like I, I, I can't do what I used to do at 15 when you know we used to stay the night at each other's house and yeah. stay up all, all night, night and then probably don't go to bed until the following night. Like it's, yes. I just feel like I can't do it to that level anymore. So I well, they do it. <laughs> the, the team does it, you know, part of the team. I, I would say about half, over half of the team when they come and stay. But, you know, one of the things that I've, uh, so so all of you who are hearing us that say, you know, nine o'clock is too early for a Sunday morning worship. Uh, you know, these kids are putting us, the older people, to shame. We do get up pretty early. It's uh, my job to wake up everyone so that way <laughs> we're at our uh, sound check on time. Yeah, why? Well, my wife and I would, you know, at night we're like, you know, we should tell him to go to sleep. And then eventually I just came up to Judah and, uh, and my kids and I told him, I said, you guys can stay up as long as you want. But in the morning. We're going to church. <laughs> we're going oh, to yeah. church. You know, we so. never questioned it either. It's just, we grew up in church and if we didn't get up for church, it wouldn't feel right. It's it's our everyday routine. It's like going a whole day without eating it it doesn't feel normal you get it kind of changes the way you see things so it's a good thing he pushed us but it's not a good thing that we choose to stay up sometimes <laughs> all night the night before mm -hmm. but we do have fun and uh, i mean if you ever want to experience late nights on a saturday before a sunday service you're more than welcome to come but i would advise against <laughs> it yeah and so everyone, we want to invite you to Arise Church. Uh, every Sunday morning, we start right around 9. We have a meet and greet from 8 to 9 in the morning. We have pastries. We have coffee. We mm -hmm. have fruit. We have nice uh, fellowship. And then right around 9, 9, 10, we, we start our worship. Our awesome worship team, Arise Worship, gets on, and, and they lead us into the presence of God, and then then I come up and, and give you a word, a message from God. This month, this year, our theme for the year is reset. January, the theme for January was the comeback. February was reclaim. This, this month is a revision. So starting a new series. Yes. So on Sunday, we will be talking about revision, you know, revising stuff. So, you know, you don't want to miss it. Make sure that you're there. It's, it helps you. It helps you stay grounded. It helps you keep focus. So don't, you know, you can watch it online, but again, there's no experience like a life experience, a live experience. You know, you need to be there and just enjoy the, the presence of God with everyone there. Mm -hmm. It's uh, a Arise Worship has a, uh, social media that you yes, can follow we have our instagram account right now arise worship official go ahead and give us a follow we try to post every week about middle of the week worship wednesdays uh little reminders and then we also have our main church account which you can also follow arise church at arise 210 i think it's arise church.sa yeah, arise church.sa for mm -hmm. the i think the instagram and then Arise to 10 for the Facebook. Yes. And those are all interconnected with YouTube and other platforms that we stream on. So go check them out. Give us a follow. And hopefully you can all be there in person. It's a lot of fun. And if you don't have any friends, you will have friends when you leave. I invite you myself again. I'm trying to build those numbers. <laughs> Help me out here. And I challenge mm -hmm. the church to bring at least one guest a month. Yes. 
And so far, I think I've got one coming this Sunday. But all you listening, you can show up and say that I invited you. Here's the proof. You can show them this episode of the podcast. Just tell them I'm here because Judah invited me. Yes. (laughs) And I'll shake your hand. I'll say hi. We can have a conversation just as long as it doesn't go over the worship time because I do have to be on stage. And Nathaniel? You want to invite people? Oh yeah, and you could count me with that too. You know, if you, I'll I'll be there waiting at the front door. Me and Jude are usually there at one of the front tables, just waiting for folks to come in, and we greet all the members that come in for the morning. But yeah, I, I encourage uh, anybody who's uh, listening to the podcast come and stop by, give us a visit. Like how Pastor was saying, you know, it's you know it's an experience that you could only get in person. But, you know, we do have our social media links. We live stream on Facebook. I believe our Instagram stories go up also as well. Daily, we have some posts on there, just from, uh, reminders on there for the week. But yes, please. I think I'm bringing a, a guest next week. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to do that more often too. Yeah. So far, I have I my mean, good friend Christian who's been going. Mm-hmm. And he's been... You know, having the time. He's been faithful. Week. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he showed up every week. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, 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 you know... Uh, Everyone I meet, everyone I talk to eventually, my, my kids make fun of me because they say, Dad, do you invite everybody you talk to? He does. <laughs> and I do. <laughs> I'm not that confident and I don't know as many people, but I will get there eventually. I'm starting with you guys listening. So yes. you got to hold me accountable. You got to show up. Yes. Uh, yes. You so, need to. Uh, you can shake Nathaniel's hand. He'll give you a donut. <laughs> or show you how to make coffee. <laughs> I'll be drinking a coffee and I'll hand you a donut. Yeah. Yeah. It would be good. It may be one of those huge grapes that, you know, April brought uh, this past yeah. week. We had jumbo grapes this past <laughs> My Sunday. goodness. Those things were like melons. If you want to, <laughs> you want to see a jumbo grape show up on Sunday oh, and yeah. you'll find one. Yeah. It's kind of, it'll be like your workout because you get one of them grapes. It's like when the, when the spies went into the promised land and they said, yes, it does flow with milk and honey. And two of them had to bring a cluster of grapes. And we did that. Yeah, that, that's the cluster that we had. At. Somehow April and Tito managed to bring those clusters yeah. <laughs> to church Sunday morning because, man, those things were huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll enjoy it, though. It's, it's great to see everyone there, meeting everyone, saying hi to those who've been with us for a long time, building relationships. It's what we're all about, being real and yeah. genuine there. And you can see it now, we're joking. Yeah. If, you, if you've never watched one of our worship services, you know, we, we like to have fun. We, we enjoy, we have fun in the presence of God. The Bible says, in your presence, there's fullness of joy. Mm-hmm. So we, we experience that joy every Sunday. Yes. You know, we, we laugh, we, we cry, we shout, we clap our hands. Mm-hmm. You can come and worship any style that you want. We're not forcing anyone. If you want to come and wear your mask, you can come with a mask on. Yes. If you want to show up and not wear a mask, you don't have to. You know, we have uh, social distance if, if it makes you feel better. We have a little dining area where you can sit if, you know, if need be, you know, and still listen and experience everything mm-hmm. that's going on. It is... We just want you there, yes. uh, you know, so that you can experience the presence of God with the rest of us. It's just, yes, you know, again, I may be biased, but man, I really love a rice church. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like he started it or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a vested somehow in it, right? <laughs> if you ever want a good laugh to you, you can always look at Nathaniel. He gives me some little expressions <laughs> on the side that... They're meant to be uplifting, but I laugh. Yeah. It's just the way we are. But mm-hmm. yeah, you always get a good laugh there. You'll meet people, build relationships, and uh, hopefully continue to come consistently because we would love for you guys to be there. We want you to know you you are not alone. Yes, we we've got your back. We're praying for you. And when I say that, I, I don't say it just as a religious type of Chris, Christianese, as some people call it. You know, I speak mm. English. Some people speak Christianese. And, you know, we, we, we really mean it. You know, Nathaniel, has there been times when we, I guess, encouraged you, reached out to you, you know, you know where, where you're not feeling alone? Yeah. So, you know, back in the summer, you know, with the, with the way how the, the past year has been turning around with, 
the pandemic that we've all been dealing with. And I had dealt with, actually, I had COVID back in the summer of 2019, 2020. And I, I thought to myself, man, God, like, I do this for you. You know, I, I, I go to church. I, I pray at night, pray in the morning. I pray just to pray if I'm at Chipotle. I, I sing on the worship team and, you know, I, I, I do all these things for you. And I know it's not as much as you do for me, but, you know, I'm, I'm only human and this is what I can offer. And I'm going through this. And I remember God for a while, it, w- it wasn't anything bad, but, you know, I, I didn't hear anything from God for a little bit. I think it was because I was just in a, a stage of disbelief and I felt let let down in a sense, mm-hmm. but, you know, things happened for us to build our faith. And I, I, you know, I had, I still had faith in every bit of the situation and pastor and Judah and a few other members of the church reached out to me and they just told me like, Hey, like, you know, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? And just let me know that, you know, there was prayers for me and my family and, you know, that the church was behind my back and, mm-hmm. It kept me going because, you know, some, some of us just being naturally being a human, another human's encouragement goes a long way. Right. If you know the person, don't know the person, it still goes a long way. So it made a big difference in my life. And, you know, you know, God always, he's good and he always comes through. And, you know, I came back to church about a week and a half, two weeks later, and uh, actually felt better than before from from coming out of that and uh, pastor told me he he just told me you know this is just something god uh, wanted to do through you to show to others as a testimony that he does protect you know his people his children so that that was definitely something that stood out to me while being a part of a rice church because i think mm-hmm. i only had been in a been a part of the worship team for about um, four five months around there so mm-hmm. it wasn't too too, too long. I was there. And I, I told Judah, I was just getting into a rhythm mm-hmm. of, you know, practicing my faith and everything there. And uh, that had happened. So it was like a step back. But really, if you think about it, uh, 2020 was just a year of a step back. And now pastors preaching about reclaiming and the comeback and just speaks to, to what uh, our vision or our goal is at Arise Church for this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and you know, so don't miss it. You know, come and join us. It's you're not alone. You know, I often tell people. I said it in view. It, it, the Apostle Paul told the Roman Church or the Roman Christians, in view of God's mercies, offer yourself as a living sacrifice. And that's what Judah and I were talking about. Is you need to just give yourself to God. As a living sacrifice, in in other words, you feel, you you cry, you laugh. You know, when you're living, you go, you experience emotions. If you're dead, you don't experience anything. You don't have feelings. You don't. So the fact that you are that you feel let down and that you feel like God forgot about you and all that, it's part of the human experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But God is always there, and that's why we have to offer ourselves. As living sacrifices, yes. and as I believe that's what you guys are doing, you know, and we have an incredible, incredible worship team. So come and experience it live. Yes. Hopefully you can all make it this Sunday. If not, any other Sunday would be good as long as you show up. And we pray and hope you would continue to show up from then on. Yes. Uh, we would love to have you a part of our family there. Yes, we are at 16320 Hebner Road here in San Antonio. Yeah, uh, seven eight two four eight. We are, I would say, maybe about a mile inside sixteen oh four. You know, for those of you who live in the area, you know what sixteen oh four is. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, if you don't ask a friend, you yeah. phone a friend. Yes. They'll they'll let you know. They'll bring you. Yes. And the great thing is with GPS, you can just put the address in one six three two zero Hebner H U E B N E R. I know it's spelled like Wibner, yes. uh, but it's pronounced Hebner. There's a lot of weird words. Yeah, I don't know the English language. <laughs> Nathaniel, how is it? How would you uh, rate my dad and I and your experience here on the Arise Worship Podcast? Oh, I mean, I was 
very excited from whenever you first told me if I wanted to be on here. And I couldn't make it out the first time you invited me, but when you told me about today, I was like, yeah, I'm going to put on my calendar and mm -hmm. I'll be there a little early. Uh, I was just very excited and it was everything that I expected and more. I mean, how often can you do this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's that's not an everyday thing. So mm -hmm. it is very exciting and what your what pastor was saying and your dad was uh, we like to have fun. Yeah. And that's one of the I guess goals that isn't really on our like Instagram like bio, but it's it's within the church and you'll yeah. feel it being there. Mm -hmm. You'll you'll get it right away. Oh, this is this is it. This is what Arise Church is. Yeah. You know, we like to have fun and we we love to love, you know? Yes. Uh, so that's that's something that you'll get right away. Mm -hmm. But that's you know, I had a lot of fun, so I really, really thankful for the opportunity to be here. Yeah. So thank you again. Yes, yep. thank, thank you for making the time. Yeah. Thank you for driving all the way out here. I know it's a, about a 20, 25 minute drive to get here. On a 1604, like what your dad was saying, yep. <laughs> all the way over here. 1604. Yeah. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes yeah. it's bad. And, and we're outside of 1604, a little bit outside of 1604. Mm -hmm. But thank you. Thank you for making the time and joining us. Make sure, listeners, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast let other people know about the podcast share it with your family with your friends with the in-laws with the outlaws you know whoever it is if there's a person that you don't like send them the link to our podcast afterwards they'll fall in love with you so you know make sure to just share it with people we are trying to build the arise worship podcast yes. uh, judah wants it to be really big so make sure that you are sharing it yes it is a uh a small goal of mine and we may bring you back here nathaniel on the podcast so hopefully we'll see you again soon oh yeah i'll be waiting for your text or whenever <laughs> just let me know <laughs> uh, thank you again everyone for listening uh please share the podcast and we'll yeah. see you sunday hopefully accept yes. my invitation please yes please and make sure to come yeah. to church let us know i'm here because nathaniel and judah invited me <laughs> and uh, we'll have a big celebration for you guys we will but I am Dr. J. I'm Judah. And I'm Nathaniel. And we thank you again for listening to the Arise Worship Podcast. We'll see you next time. Yes, share it. Share it, share it, share it. Yes, thank you guys. We love you all. Be blessed.